guys. This is Cliff Knight from Equippers International. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We want to lift up Jesus and provide a place where you can be taught the truth and encouraged in your relationship with Him. If you find this podcast helpful, feel free to share it with others. We believe it will be a source of blessing and encouragement and that you'll be strengthened in your relationship with Jesus. to the Equippers International Podcast. I'm Cliff Knipe, and I'll be with you today. And we're going to pick up where we've left off a few weeks ago. If you're following along on the podcast, you know we're doing a short version, and we're going through the book of Hebrews. Those short version podcasts are designed to be, say, seven to ten minutes, just giving us a nugget, an insight. And we're just using the book of Hebrews as a touch point for us to have that time together But if you'll remember, back in the fall, I started a series on identity and did several episodes on identity. We talked about what identity is and how we understand our spiritual identity. We talked about sons and daughters and being members of the body of Christ. The last episode in identity was living in the purpose of God. Today, I want to pick back up in that series. So this will be, I think, episode five in the Identity series. You'll find all the podcasts in chronological order there on most of the platforms if you want to go back and review. Today, I want to talk about the practical side of identity or what we might call the application of our identity. And there's a lot to talk about in regards to how we go about experiencing who we are in Christ. This is really the the meat of the Christian life, so to speak. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is where we begin to live out on a practical basis who we are in Christ, what being a Christian looks like, and experiencing everything that God desires for us to experience as his sons and daughters and members of the body of Christ and living in our purpose of being conformed to the image of his son. And on and on and on it goes. So how do we take up our identity and experience who we really are in Christ. There's an important truth that needs to be laid at the foundation of our experience as Christians, and here's the way I see it. This is the truth. God has already provided everything we need to live in the reality of who we are in Christ. At first, this might sound simple to some. It may sound presumptuous to others. To others, it might sound too good to be true. I want to focus on this a little bit today and talk about our process of living into what God has already done. Because I believe that if we don't understand the significance of this truth, then we will always live a life of striving, of fear, of performance, of insecurity. And this happens because we believe that we have to get it right. All the time. We have to produce the activity and ultimately act right. Unfortunately, a lot of people's testimony about the Christian life is that they come to a relationship with God and they start the Christian journey and they, at some point in that process, become very disillusioned. They become frustrated and they feel like they can't live up to the standard of Christianity, of what Christians put before them as how they ought to live life. But actually, this whole process could not be further from the truth. The truth is, we're already right 
through what God has done for us in Christ. And the key to unlocking this in our lives is our faith. Now, I don't like to throw around these little terms like the key of unlocking. Now, I'm not talking about some type of clever little formula. I'm not talking about some type of if you do this, everything will work perfectly. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a very important aspect of our life with God is our faith. Believing that we are who God says we are is key. And I would say it is the key. It is so critical for us to begin to apply our faith towards the truth. And this is what I want to talk about in this episode. This is closely linked to what I would call the process of transformation. When I title this episode, I don't know if I'm going to land on the faith side or the transformation side because they're both so closely related to one another. And here's what it looks like practically in our lives. Everything in the natural world, that which we interact with on a daily basis, it lies to us about who we are. Believe me, I know I can be my own worst critic, and I'm sure you can too, because we see things that happen in our lives, and I'm not talking about things outside of our control. I'm talking more about the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, the way we perform, quote unquote, in the Christian life. And we don't see that we're at this place of being a lot like Jesus or really living the Christian life victoriously. And when we feel that, it lies to us. It tries to convince us in our thinking that we're coming up short, that we're not getting it right. And this leads to a lot of frustration. It leads to a lot of condemnation in a lot of Christians' life. And this is where we need to understand the importance of our faith and the process of being transformed. Because our faith will directly affect the way we live. It will impact the way we think. Because here's the truth. We can't believe one thing and think another at the same time. Now, what what am I saying? I'm saying if your faith is active toward a specific truth in God about who you are in Christ, and you are choosing to believe that thing, and you're choosing to say, I take that truth and I believe that it's true for my life, that is going to begin to displace thinking in your mind something else about yourself in regards to that truth. So that's why our faith needs to be active in our lives on a daily basis. So our beliefs shape our thinking and in turn, it affects the way we live. So there's a big difference between wondering what is true about who we are and knowing what is true about who we are. We can spend a lot of time interacting with the scripture. We can listen to teachings. We can read books and we can interact with truth and we can sit back and wonder, hmm, is that really true about me? And I know we we may not think along these lines, but I feel like a lot of us keep an arm's distance at really engaging the truth. And see, the real transition or the real transformation is going to happen in our lives when we throw ourselves into the truth by faith. It's, um, it's like taking the dive. 
I remember there was a tea company called Nest Tea, and there was an advertisement campaign they had on television, and they talked about how you just needed to take the Nest Tea plunge, and they showed this guy falling backwards into a swimming pool. And what they were saying was just just give yourself to the experience. Just enter all the way in and enjoy our tea. This is how we have to be with the truth. We have to be willing to just fall backwards in total trust and dependence on what God says about us. And if we will do that, it will begin to shift our experience. This is why I talk so much about the need to exercise our faith towards the truth. Now, I've said that a lot of times and people say, well, Cliff, what are you talking about? Because here's the thing. Most Christians that I've found and included in my own life and my own Christian journey, our understanding of faith is at a level that has to do with receiving things from God. So we talk in terms like, well, I'm really trusting God for this, or I have faith for that, or I'm believing for this. And those are all great and wonderful things. And we should do that. And we know that God responds to our faith. I mean, we don't control God through our faith, but we exercise our faith toward God in trusting him. And he provides and he does and he heals and he delivers and he changes situations. But that's not the ultimate place, I don't think, that our faith needs to truly be operating on a daily basis. The way I understand it is that our faith needs to be active towards the truth. So let me explain. God puts a truth in front of us. See, if we're going to compare this type of faith to the previous type of faith I just described, we can draw two analogies. On one side, there's something in the natural. There's a need. There's a breakthrough. There's a healing. There's something that we are trusting God in. It's it's the thing, if you will. And so we're we're believing God for that thing. Well, if you shift over to this other kind of understanding of faith, let's look at it this way. That thing now in this paradigm, if you can put it that way, is the truth. So God says this about us. You are my sons and daughters. You are forgiven. You are righteous. And we need to believe that truth. We're not believing for God to make that truth real to us. We're believing the truth. We choose to say, I am your son. I am forgiven. I am righteous. And at first, when we engage the truth with our faith, it sounds to our minds and to our emotions a lot of times, it sounds unreal. And that's because we have believed a lie. And anytime we're in the business of replacing lies with truth, it feels like work. It feels like we're fighting an uphill battle. But this is the beauty of what our faith accomplishes for us in regards to taking the truth. Because here's what happens. When we begin to believe the truth and truly exercise our faith towards the truth, the truth begins to transform us. We begin to change from the inside. We begin the process of transformation. 
Now, I want to spend the last part of this episode in two scriptures, two, one very popular scripture, one maybe not as popular, but I want to read these scriptures. I don't have time to go through every part of them, but I just want to focus on this process, and I want to encourage us today in this process of transformation and how the exercising of our faith is so important in this process of us becoming different. We don't act differently. We become different as we exercise our faith in the truth. First scripture, Romans 12. You probably figured I was going to go there when I started talking about transformation, and you're right. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God. This is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect." Now, I just want to focus on this idea of transformation. Maybe you've heard a teaching on this before, and it's true. The Greek word here for transformation is where we get the word metamorphosis. And it is that picture of what happens in the life of a caterpillar when he weaves that cocoon around himself and he sits in that cocoon for a certain amount of time and there's a change that happens in his life to where he comes out of that cocoon as a beautiful butterfly. He did not go into the cocoon as a butterfly. He went in as a caterpillar. Now, in the natural, we say, well, It's an amazing miracle. It's a phenomenon that the caterpillar changed into a butterfly. And this is where the analogy breaks down a little bit. Because here's what I want to focus on in regards to this one fact about transformation. This word transformation is only used in really two different areas of the Bible. One is in relationship to Jesus when he was transfigured on the Mount of Transfiguration when Peter, James, and John were there with him. And then it's used twice in regards to our experience in Romans chapter 12 and in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Now, follow along with me. Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration with his disciples. And at that point, he is transfigured before them and they see him in all of his glory. Now, was Jesus changed in front of them? Did he become something that he was not? No, it's as though God pulled back his humanity and showed them who Jesus really is. So it's not that Jesus was changed in front of them. It's that he was transformed in front of them and they could see the reality of who he was. Now, step over to our experience This is what God wants to happen in our lives. He wants us to experience transformation. And that means that we are already who we are in Christ now. And he wants the process of pulling away the shell, pulling away the outside, pulling away the things that stand in the way of us seeing who we really are. And that process of pulling away happens as we believe because the belief that we exercise changes the way we think. This is why the Bible says, 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the way you think. And we change our minds by walking in faith. Our faith impacts the way we think. Because if we will exercise our faith towards the truth, no matter what our minds are telling us, then we will begin to be transformed and the reality of who we are will begin to, if I can put it this way, will begin to manifest in our lives. Now that leads me to Ephesians chapter 4, the second and the last scripture I want to focus on. He says there in Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to start in verse 20, but I really want to end up in verse 24, but I like the whole passage, so I'm going to read more of it. Verse 20, But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, literally the old man. Now, this ties right back into what we talked about in previous episodes on identity. We're a new creation. We literally are moved from one humanity to another, and we are given a completely new identity. And this is why Paul says in this passage, you put on the new man. You don't just kind of become a little different in the way you act or you you know you know you weren't a christian and now you go to church and you start doing good deeds no you actually put on the new man this new woman this new person who has been created in christ i don't want to get too far ahead of myself so let's back up But now you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you've heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside your old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Listen to what Paul says. He says that our new man, our new person has been created. That is past tense. That means that God has done something in the past in regards to who we are. And that something is pretty incredible. He's created us righteous and holy In the truth. And Paul is saying that our process is to be renewed in our thinking, and it's in the spirit of our minds. It's not just in our natural intellectual ability, it's in our engaging our spirit through faith. See, when you activate your faith and when you exercise belief, In the truth, you are doing a spiritual process. You're doing a spiritual activity. This is why faith is so important. Because when we move outside of intellect and we go to the level of faith and belief and choosing to take that nesty plunge, choosing to say, I believe this. See, that's a faith declaration. That's not, uh, well, I've got this figured out, and I think it sounds like a good idea, so 
I'll believe that now. No, see, we've now relied on our intellectual ability, and God does not respond to our intellectual ability. See, God responds to our faith when we throw ourselves into believing the truth of what already is true then it shifts something in us. And it begins that process of what I call appropriation, where the truth begins to transform us. Because remember, Jesus says, you will know the truth, and then the truth will set you free. So our knowing is completely tied to our believing. Because the more we believe, the more we know at the deepest level. And then the truth begins to take this place within our lives and it begins to change us. This is what I call operating from a position of strength. See, so many Christians don't feel that they live from a place of strength when it comes to their relationship with God, when it comes to their identity as a child of God, when it comes to everything that they read and see and the scripture about who God is to them and who they are to God. They stand back and they go, man, I don't know if I can ever experience that. That's operating from a place of weakness. And I don't mean that in any type of judgment or derogatory way. I'm just saying when we understand what God has already done for us and that he is inviting us into this place of deep trust and abiding in the truth in him and trusting that that truth has the power to transform us, that it's already resident in us and that it's just going to be a process of God pulling back and pulling away those things from our lives that don't look like the truth. And then who we are in Christ, our spiritual man, the reality of all the things that God says begins to shine forth. It begins to live out of our inner being. Wow, that is transformation. That is a whole different ball game. That shifts everything that we believe and experience, and it is a life changer. So I really want to just encourage you this morning, leave you with this key thought. Believe the truth. Get into the Word of God. Get into the truth of what God says and begin to believe it. Begin to renew the spirit of your mind by saying, that's true. Just simple faith declarations, a simple willingness to exercise our faith towards the truth will begin a beautiful process in our lives. And we'll look up one day, it may be a week, it may be a month, it may be years, but God is faithful to bring us to a place where we will see transformation. I know in my own life, it comes in phases, it comes in processes of my life. It doesn't come all at one time. And this is the beauty of the Christian journey, that we get to choose every day to believe deeper and to trust more and to engage the truth at a deeper level. And God is faithful to do in us what we are believing is true about us. So be encouraged, be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.